0: Welcome back to the Diamond Chronicles, true tales of trade, trust, and betrayal in the world's second oldest industry. Hi, Colin.
1: Hi, Judy Lee.
0: How are you today?
1: The Diamond Apprentice. I'm well today, actually. Um, Had a restful weekend. I'm, I'm very pleased about the fact that we've made some changes to the podcast.
0: As you can see. Well, keep in mind, not everyone will be watching our podcast, right? There will still be some people listening to it on Spotify. Why? I don't know. Because look at our cute faces. Anyways.
1: <laughs> um, I, I don't really know what to say to that exactly.
0: Say you agree.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, at least one of the faces is cute. It's not mine. Okay. So that's, uh, we get a lot of feedback. Although this week I did get called the name I would prefer to go by. The Silver Fox. Okay.
0: He's been talking about this since he got that comment last week.
1: So it's Colin, the Silver Fox Ferguson. Sure,
0: sure. Let's go with it. Okay,
1: can we go with that? You
0: are silver, for sure. Am I? (laughs) So so disappointing. (laughs) Um, Well, this week we are returning back to you with part two of Robbery at the World Trade Center, question mark, exclamation mark.
1: Expert by experience, you know. We talk about the fact our clients know this about us. We have traveled down every aspect of the diamond industry, where we're, you know, we have a history with the company that is so compelling, and really the benefit is for our clients because of what we bring to the table, every diamond we broker and every piece of jewelry we create. And so when we talk about these stories, we're really taking you backstage somewhere so you understand the level of knowledge and experience that we really have. And, you know, I guess not a lot of companies want to talk about robberies, but I will say this. I, on purpose... No longer go into jewelry stores, whether I'm here or in New York or Los Angeles, because I'm afraid to. And, you know, recently in here in Vancouver, we had a a smash and grab robbery where the, the criminals got into the to the jewelry store with people there and locked the doors, pulled out their guns and started smashing things. And, you know, I warn people, we live in a different world now. A lot of these stories, you don't have to be part of it. For me personally, and I I talked to you about this, I've been in a bank when a guy pulled a gun out. In fact, you and I walked by that bank and I described, I was able to describe the whole interior of the bank to her. I hadn't been there in a long time. The pole I stood and sort of slunk behind when the guy pulled the gun. The diamond industry covers these stories up. They don't want you to think about the fact that really... You're in peril in a jewelry store.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens more often than you think,
1: too. It, right? it, it, and it's frightening. And the criminals are more and more sophisticated, as the criminals are in the story we're about to tell you. So so when you deal with us, we think of our clients' safety and security first. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's ways to minimize your exposure. You know, nowadays, and directly as a result of COVID, Now clients can be where they are and take advantage of, you know, not just the most beautiful diamonds in the world, which really is what we do, Mm -hmm. um, and at prices that defy comparison. But, you know, and and it sounds crazy, but you don't have to leave your own home anymore. Technology has gotten so far in front of everything. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: You know, and it's getting more and more. So anyway, there's my, my introduction as to why we tell these stories. It's our... Our, it shows our competence and our credibility and our commitment to our clients.
0: Right.
1: And that's part of the cost, right? Because <laughs> nowadays, the the paradigm for diamonds, what's luxury and is what not, it's almost a democratization of luxury that is taking place. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Miss Lee?
0: Absolutely. And I know this is a sensitive topic for you to talk about, so we do appreciate you telling us these stories. Um why don't we just get
1: started? Sure. Sure. Um, this one takes place at the World Trade Center. We're sitting here. You know, many of you have heard me talk about this. We're high atop the Marriott Hotel in downtown Vancouver. And I guess, do we still have a view going on? We're, yeah. Um, I guess you can see the view. But what I can see from here is where I had offices for 22 years in the World Trade Center. And that's really where this story takes place. You've heard me talk about the fact that on 9-11, we had to evacuate the offices when I was in Antwerp, Belgium on a buying trip. Well, Mm -hmm. let me me set the stage for you with this one. It's 4 a.m. in... um, in Pacific Standard Time here on the west coast of Canada and I'm home doing what I think most people would be doing I'm sound asleep in bed
0: <laughs> not these days anymore Colin's up working at like 4 or 5 in well, the morning we're dealing
1: in a lot of different time zones now so <laughs> so, so and we're busy and so, so tell us
0: where home is um, at the time you're working in the um, in Vancouver downtown Vancouver at the World Trade Center but you weren't living there.
1: No, I was living. Lloyds of London had flown up their best guy for security purposes. So this ties <laughs> in nicely. Good question, Judy. Um, for security purposes, they'd flown in their top guy and recommend that I get my butt out of town. And um, so for 22 years, so that they couldn't grab me and just, you know, rob me, for 22 years, I lived on Vancouver Island. And took a seaplane back and forth to work every day, if you can imagine.
0: I really can't imagine. It's a beautiful ride on the seaplane between the island and Vancouver. Well, there's so. stories
1: about the engine literally bursting into flames at least Got one to time. We'll save that for another we'll time. will save that for another time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm at home in Nanaimo, and it's 4 in the morning. And the alarm, I get a, my phone starts buzzing, and it's the security company and they've got and i can't remember what location it was or what part of the office i i know it but what they called it was quadrant four or three i can't remember but but basically the alarm had gone off the motion detector in the office on a monday morning and uh you know if you've owned a home or anything you've you have alarm security systems, and once in a while a pitcher'll fall off the right, wall yeah. or the cattle set of off the, you don't think anything of it and so you know I said to them, just reset it mm-hmm. and went back to sleep and got up in the morning and and hopped on the plane and flew over and got to the office around nine a m and you know it was interesting. I'm getting goosebumps as I start to tell this. As soon as I you know, I got to the office, I buzzed in, I went in the man trap. As soon as I got out of the man trap, in my case, it's a man trap, um, the hair in the back of my neck stood up, and I just felt, I thought of the call, and I felt something's wrong here, and I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. And at the time... You know, I, I had this gut reaction and I went around to all my staff and I literally um, went to their desk. It was six or seven employees at the time. And I went to their desk and I said, look, get the blank up and get the fuck out of here. Okay, head down to the front. You're probably wondering why I use anyway. yeah. <laughs> the expletive to drive home a point. I, I was frightened. And so I got everybody out of the office just on a gut feeling got them all running downstairs to the front desk waiting there we called the police police came we go back up to the office and we wander in and still I'm just having oh the police had the police dog they showed up with a police dog and, and they they thought I was crazy I'm going look I, I just feel like someone's in my office mm-hmm. well to make a long story much shorter, no one was in the office, but when that police dog came shooting in, he went right to the one of the safe rooms and started barking at the ceiling. Weird. So, basically, you know, again, I just shudder when I think about mm-hmm. this story. The, what had happened is they were long gone. They had gotten into the ceiling.
0: When you oh, say they... referring to the attempted robbers the
1: attempted robbers okay okay? so they had gotten in the world trade center for those of you who don't know closes on weekends it's not like it's heavy security to get in and to get out Mm -hmm. now what these guys had done was they had the the our neighbors they had cased us for quite a while we knew who they were we could prove nothing um, they said they were referred by a friend. They even gave a name. They got into our offices. Mm-hmm. They had scoped it all out, knew exactly what they were doing. Okay. Our neighbors to the, as you walked out our front doors to the right in the office, had, had left the office on Friday. It was open. They'd moved out. And so what these guys had done, they must have been casing the place for a long time, had gotten in there. They'd cut a hole in the ceiling to be able to get in above the ceiling. Now this is the World Trade Center. This is high security, but there was a crawl space in above the ceiling. Oh They'd gotten in above the crawl space and had spent the weekend there.
0: Just camping out.
1: Just camping <laughs> out. I mean, that what that dog was smelling, wasn't pretty, let me tell you. There were candy bar wrappers, there was a piss jug. Piss jug's what they call them. It's not a pee jug, it's a piss jug. And uh, there was a poop in the corner up there of our offices where these guys had camped out. Now, what we found out later is this was a gang that had literally been going up the west coast of of north america mm-hmm. they'd struck in los angeles they'd struck in san francisco and and what were, kind of
0: targets did they have just like jewelry stores well
1: or? what they were doing yeah just just dealers mm-hmm. we're not really a jewelry store no 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 they they were very sophisticated mm-hmm. in how they did it they were after where the real diamonds are mm-hmm. the so- source right and so so they had um, They'd cased us out, they had set it up, and they were foiled. And I always tell people how lucky I am. I I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And what had happened, at 4 in the morning, the way these guys operated, we had a three-safe system. You know, nowadays we don't even bother with that. We only deal directly from the bank so it's almost impossible and now again as a result of covid we can ship directly from a bank safe deposit box right. there's no more carrying diamonds there's no more access it's to
0: the thing of the past it's a
1: thing of the past and so so uh what had happened was um the way they were robbing places was getting up in the ceiling mm-hmm. waiting and and apparently the plan was when i got there and opened the safe because with the most sophisticated machinery it's noisy it's not like in the movies you don't get to be there by yourself and there's no security there's security all through there who would hear the noise in a quiet weekend Um, what they would do is they would wait jump down out of the ceiling and pistol whip or shoot me once the safe was open take the diamonds and vacate the premises and what had happened at four in the morning that day when the they had moved a tile ceiling to be able to look down Mm. at me when I opened the safe so they could see me and uh, to their well to my good fortune um, it set off the motion detector that was right beside it
0: now can you imagine if you had a silent alarm
1: They would have still been in the ceiling. You know, it's interesting because that gut feeling I had, what they had done to find their way to where they were going is they had moved tiles and hadn't affected the motion detector. It was that very last one that affected the motion detector. Mm -hmm. That's lucky. So when I walked in and my anxiety, even now I'm anxious about it, shot up, this was what was going on. Mm -hmm. So, So there you go. Okay, all's well that ends well. The police never really did very much. I mean what could they do? They did some fingerprinting. I don't think they DNA'd the poop or you know there was no <laughs> there was no crime scene unit. But this these are the sort of things where we learn by experience. And I you know, I always say to people, we're experts by experience. It's like it's like grading a diamond. You know, you can have two identically graded diamonds identical in every single way on paper and have one of them be much much more beautiful in real life that's the one you want that's an expert by experience
0: i can't get over the fact that like it took a mastermind to really plan this whole thing out it probably took them weeks maybe even months
1: it was months we know right? who they are yeah we just <laughs> couldn't prove it. so they
0: pretended to be a client they
1: pretended to be a client they even they i believe out the
0: place. Uh,
1: they bought something at the time they they didn't try to hide who they were mm-hmm. right they bought something because how what could the police do mm-hmm. go talk to them and then deny it yeah and,
0: exactly right
1: they were true professionals but here we yeah. are this Crazy. is a, a decade and a half later and uh yeah and the world's changed a lot in that regard so mm-hmm. now you can imagine our passion for not only keeping us safe and secure but keeping our clients safe yeah. and secure you know mm-hmm. it's a different world we live in mm-hmm. I think you know it comes to mind I've been to countries as the global diamond broker like the Philippines where I'm in you know uh, a city where it, driving along in Manila and I opened the window and put my arm out yeah. and in those days I wore a Rolex and the guy freaking out because he said you know Put you the window yeah, on. You, you can't. can't be you can't. Those he things. goes. They will chop your hand off to right. take it. Yeah. You know. And I'll tell you this: is you know when we look at crime statistics, even here in the beautiful city of Vancouver, or other cities, guys, it's getting scary. It's
0: getting
1: scary. Safe, secure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what you got to be. And mm-hmm. and again, I I'm not walking into any jewelry stores anytime, anytime soon. soon. <laughs> I mean, you can Google these stories. Not but with me. N- n- <laughs> I might send I you look in. Like I'm <laughs> Um, so there we go
0: there's my story
1: and and please if you have questions if you want to talk about it if you want more details we're very accessible reach out to us i mean my cell number is on my email 604-999-8111 shoot me a text
0: don't call him guys Texting. yeah i don't
1: answer many phone calls <laughs> and mostly because we're busy mm-hmm. but that's this week what are we doing next week
0: well we are super busy right now with managing our tiktok and our instagram and the all of silver our socials fox. yeah people call me the silver fox and i can right. see why
1: hey like I'm, i don't really get <laughs> it myself but i get the silver part but i thought i was more of a wolf
0: yeah, Wolf is a little more accurate.
1: I, I mean, the thing for us today is if you go to uh, our Instagram or, or our TikTok, it's at the Global Diamond Broker, mm-hmm. um, we're getting ready for the holiday season. This is kind of the calm before the storm, and the, the jewelers actually end up buying this time of year. And uh, as you know, that's the history of the company is selling directly to them. So, mm-hmm. so, So we're busy. But we got time for our podcast. But we're one recording wonders. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't do a whole... There's not a whole lot of script writing or any of that. We're just real, authentic diamond
0: people. Yeah, I mean, we try our best to be just our candid selves, and I think people really enjoy that, so...
1: Well, the feedback we get says, well, they enjoy you, me not so much.
0: No, I doubt
1: that. The silver fox. Anyway... (laughs) Judy, always a pleasure. There you go. There's another story about uh, true tale of trade, trust, and betrayal. And to all our listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you like the new format. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Make sure you go register at theglobaldiamondbroker.com. We're having fun. Hope you guys are. uh, Need a quote? Need a price? Need to understand a little bit more contact us
0: if you're looking to buy diamonds this holiday season and now is the time to do it because we have a projected very busy season coming up no
1: and and it's funny because no matter what we do christmas morning i will be somewhere other than home delivering something that Mm -hmm. some guy has waited till the last minute judy always a pleasure we got to get back to work call us text us reach out to us we're here bye guys